Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Next up on Racing Nation, we'll take a look at racing in Victoria. We are off to Caulfield this weekend. Nine races from Caulfield. Let's see if we can help you find a winner or two or three on the program. Joining us now with thanks to Hogan's family jewellers from thepuntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron himself, Shane Matthews. How are you? Very well, James. How are you, mate? Yes, excellent. What, you're back on home soil? Yes, back on home soil. So flew home Tuesday uh, to a nice, pretty brisk uh, Melbourne. But uh, no, it was a good, uh, good couple of weeks up in Queensland. And, uh, Put the weather on yeah. for you. They did, they did. I have to admit, the last... I mean, it was a bit chilly when I first got up there, but the last week, I actually... Yeah, I don't think we saw a drop of rain the whole time we were up there, which yeah. is... Um, a bit of a contrast to what we're experiencing in Melbourne. At the moment, it's been dry the last couple of days, but I think Friday, we're recording this Thursday morning. So uh, from all reports, Friday, we get a bit of rain. Uh, Saturday is okay. Uh, but yeah, pretty wintry conditions in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, certainly not the uh, 20 degrees and blue skies that were uh, greeting me on uh, on the Gold Coast last week. Yeah, so you know, so a change in temperature that is for sure. Well, you, you made a few interesting points regarding weather down that way. So, we talk Thursday morning. So, for those looking to have a bet this Saturday, what's your thoughts track-wise? How have you assessed it at this point? With rain forecast at the moment, it's a soft six. With rain forecast Friday and not much either side of that. Today looks pretty clear. Uh, Saturday looks pretty clear. So, just a bit of rain. Friday, and given how well Caulfield tends to drain, I think we're probably going to hold around that soft five to soft six range. Uh, with the rail moving back to the true position, so I think the last time we raced here, it was out a fair way. It might have even been 12 or 13 metres. So plenty of fresh ground to use with a little bit of give in the track. Uh, so expecting it to play pretty fair, to be completely honest. Uh, normally rail true dry track at Caulfield, you're probably looking at horses up on speed. But I think with that little bit of cut in the ground, you'll probably see them start to um, drift off the fence through through the program and uh, every horse should get their chance, uh, expecting the track to race really well. All right, well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. So full previews, all of the selections from the Punting Baron are available via puntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you how you can subscribe to that at the end of the segment. You picked out races one, three, and seven to take a look at here on the show this week. Race one is to take it to the Ned's Level Handicap. It's over 1,200 metres. It's a, well, it's a pretty interesting race, really, when you look at it. So a number of horses, of course, that are resuming. A few horses, albeit only having minimal runs, but uh, but have yet to taste defeat. And quite a few horses in it that are last start winners. So a pretty intriguing little affair, the first. So what, what way are we going in the opener from Caulfield? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, small field, but pretty intriguing race to kick the day off. Uh, she's all class, who was uh, once upon a time high up in Golden Slipper Market, the Magic Niggins Market. Uh, seemed to have lost her way a little bit for the Waller Camp. She has her first run for the Mara and Eustace Camp at the top of the weight. Uh, we see a horse uh, bringing some Inverell and Armadale form in Chain of Lightning. Uh, won its first two starts up there in New South Wales now with the Peter Moody Camp. Uh, has jumped out quite well. Uh, swerving one on debut in Geelong, on debut in Geelong and resumed. So uh, they're all interesting runners that I won't be backing. The one that I haven't mentioned that I will be backing is number two, Unusual Culture. I think on the podcast a couple of weeks, we were pretty keen on this horse at Sandown uh, and she was scratched on race morning. 
which allowed my Yankee girl to go around and get the cash. So not the worst result for us. Uh, hopefully we can get the cash here a couple of weeks later with unusual culture. So this is a filly from New Zealand who's been brought over to the Mara Eustace camp. Like what I saw in her first three starts in New Zealand, uh, she won on debut over 1,400 metres coming from off the speed. She was strong through the line, won by a big margin. Uh, her next two starts were at Group 3 level over the mile, where in both of those runs she loomed to win and just failed to finish the race off. So not actually too concerned about the fact that she's coming back uh, to the 1,200 metres here first up. I thought she looked really sharp in a recent jump out. Uh, I think she matched to get a nice run talking to speed. The way the weights are with she's all class in the race, she actually looks quite well handicapped with only half a kilo above the limit. Uh, she's all class with 60 kilos up the top. So from barrier five, hoping she can just get into a nice stalking run behind the speed for Linda Meach. Uh, and if she's close enough and in clear air, I think she can get over the top of them. I just think if you look at her form compared to a horse like Chains of Lightning, who's coming out of races at Inverell and Armadale, albeit impressively, uh, Chain of Lightning is around the $3.90 mark and Unusual Culture is around the $3.20 mark. So for mine, uh, they're far too close in the market and uh, for that reason, pretty keen to be with number two, Unusual Culture. Race one, it is number two. Let's go down to race three. It's the Ned's fully loaded handicap, 1,100 metres. It's a benchmark 84. Your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, we're going to throw a couple of darts here at big odds. Uh, Duchess of Dorset's come up favourite. Gee, it was plain first up at Swan Hill. Uh, couldn't really find any excuses there. So she can go around without me at the short price. Uh, second favourite, Little Stevie, hasn't won for a while. And the other horse, sorry, right in the market is Dance to Dubai, who had every chance, I thought, last start in a pretty plain race at Caulfield. So looking elsewhere, thought one over the odds was number four, Iconic Star. Uh, this horse beat Let's Be Glam um, a few starts back in New, a couple of starts back in New Zealand. We've seen Let's Be Glam come to Queensland and be very competitive uh, in a couple of nice races uh, over the winter carnival. Uh, this mare herself actually ran at Eagle Farm uh, behind Written Beauty in the race that Let's Be Glam ran third in. Uh, she led them up in that driving rain on the soft track and uh, dropped out. Uh, to finish well back. I think getting back onto a bit of a drier surface here, this is not an overly strong race. You look at her form around the likes of Sword of State, Babylon, Berlin, Let's Be Glam. They're all horses we're quite familiar with here in Australia. Uh, she only has to run up to that level to be very competitive here. She's got a raft of gear changes first up to the new stable. Uh, from gate seven, she can land on speed for Jamie Mott, so around the $20 mark. I think she'll give you a good sight. Uh, another one at bigger odds around the 15 to $20 mark is number nine, Bells DL. Uh, her run wasn't as bad as it looked last start at Flemington. I thought she, thought she just did, never really got clear air and I thought she got through the line okay. The start before that at Caulfield, her run was very similar to Dance to Dubai. I'd say it was better. She was three wide, no cover. Dance to Dubai was one off the fence. Bells DL pretty much went over the line with Dance to Dubai. Uh, Dance to Dubai $3.60 here and Bell CL's around $18. Uh, I just think she's starting to find form. She's taken a while to find at this preparation, but she's just gradually kept improving. And uh, I think with a bit of speed on up front here, she'll sit back off the speed for Froggy Newitt, providing you can make ground. You can see her getting to the middle of the track and running on hard. Uh, and the other one at big odds is number 13, Terra Mia. Now, she's having her first start for the Lee Hope stable after formerly being with Matt Laurie at, um, at Mornington. 
she's lightly raised. She gets in with no weight on her back. She's another that has a few gear changes here. She was given a real hit out in a Tatura trial recently to win that. She was revved up to win, probably to remind her how to win. She hasn't won for a while. But on her day, she's a pretty classy mare. She'll do no work from the low draw. If the brakes come her way in an even race, can see her being in the finish around the $20 mark. So playing a few roughies here, I just thought those in the market looked a little bit under the odds and it was a race where we could potentially see a bit of an upset in the result. So uh, playing around four iconic star, nine Bell CL and 13 Terra Mount. Okay, so three there at odds. So I suppose the question to ask you with those is with different people in terms of staking and how they would play it. How would you play that with those three? Uh, even stakes to an even amount, I think. Yep. So um, I don't really have a preference uh, for either of them, they're all around that fifteen to twenty dollar mark. So I would be backing all to win an equal amount. And I think you can, I mean you can back all three quite comfortably, and if one of them wins, you go to make a decent profit. So uh, no real leaning out of the three, but I think all three are well over the odds. That's four iconic star nine Del Ciel thirteen Terra Mia. Let's go down the page. We can go to race number seven on the program. Nine races on the card this weekend from Caulfield, and the seventh is the Miss Liddy's uh, Giddy Up Lap. 1,200 metres, a benchmark 84. What's the Miss Liddy's giddy-up lap? Do you know what that is? Uh, no, not right, sure. Okay. Not, not a bar, is it? No, it was a bar. On <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <laughs> Miss Liddy's giddy-up giddy lap. Lap. Yeah, no. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as, long as, as long as you know which one will win it, that's what we're most interested in. What wins the seventh? Uh, let's hope. So back to horse in the market here, and I think it's a nice race for number three. Blazer Trail. Uh, we're on it uh, when it won first up at Caulfield when it surged through the line late. Given a bit of time since that run, that was its first run for the Mar, or first, uh, second or third run for the Mar and Eustace stable perhaps. Um, but very strong first run in Victoria, hit the line really well, been kept on the fresh side since then, was given an easy time in a Cranbourne jump out. See, this doesn't look an overly strong race. Uh, from gate four for Jai McNeil, matched to get a lovely run just off the speed. Uh, and from that position, uh, think if the brakes come his way, he should be strong late and hard to hold out. Couple you can save on at odds resuming. Number five, Zoltan has jumped out particularly well in a couple of Mortlake jump outs. Uh, showed a bit in its first Australian preparation last campaign. May find this a bit short, but gee, I was taken with the jump outs. Uh, if it's a jump out for any indication, this horse has very much improved from last preparation into this preparation. Uh, low draw, uh, double figure odds, Linda Meach on board, Simon Wildstable going really well, happy to save on it. And the other one is Designer Chef, who's a very good horse on his day. He just tends to mix his form a little bit. But I think this race sets up all right for him from gate five. He'll get a soft run off the speed. He's another that's jumped out really well recently, and he's also at double figure odds and can see him running a big race fresh. Pretty keen blazer trail. I think he only has to have gone on from that first up run. He's clearly the one to beat here. But, uh, yeah, wary of those two resuming Zoltan and designer chef at bigger odds and happy to have saving bets on them. Okay, so recapping, we're race one, number two, unusual culture. Race three, and we're working around the roughies. They are four, iconic star, nine, Bell Ciel and 13, Terramia. Race seven, we've got the three, Blazer Trail, the on-top selection, but we can have Sabres on the five, Zoltan, and the seven, Designer Chef. What is the best bet on the program? Uh, let's get it early. Let's get it before midday uh, in the first race one, number two, unusual culture. Uh, yeah, I think she's a pretty classy mare, and uh, with a couple of question marks on the top weight, she's all class. Uh, particularly at the weights as well, and also Chain of Lightning. Uh, she really appeals here first up 
in Australia for the new stable. So we'll make her the best race one, number two, Unusual Culture. All right, so that's the best bit on the program. As I mentioned, pundingbaron.com.au. All the time is a good time to subscribe, so if people are keen or interested, they can jump onto the website. And Why should they subscribe today? Because uh, we're going really well at the moment, so that's a great reason to jump on board. <laughs> uh, so go to huntingbaron.com.au. We've got our full previews of the big Caulfield meeting this Saturday, uh, as well as the Group 1 meeting at Eagle Farm Tax Tiara Day to round out the big carnival up there, which has been really good. We've had some great results up at Queensland, which has been good. Uh, and we've also got SMS, the SMS bet, so we'll be betting at Cop Harbour and Castadon, uh on Sunday. A couple of big meetings there. As you can see, the little one in the background is pretty excited about that. Um, <laughs> uh, subscriptions start from just $6 a week, or you can sign up for the full year uh, for just $159.95. Uh, that works out to be about $3 a week, so good savings there, but plenty of betting, plenty of content. Uh, we've had a really good uh, racing season so far the last 11 months, so hopefully to finish... Uh, the racing year off on a really strong note over the next month and uh, in particular the big finals day which we've spoken about a bit next week at Flemington uh, it's been a bit of a red letter day for us over the last mm-hmm. few years uh, we'll hope to continue that next Saturday so great time to jump on board uh, get on board for the full year at punningbaron.com.au yep jump on to the website and have a look at all of the details and recommend you sign up today Shane thanks before I let you go yeah. though I Sorry. believe it was your 40th ah. birthday during the week <laughs> Who told you? Yes. Try to sneak that one through. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, got, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yes. No, got it got uh yes, got that one through on the twenty first of June. So also shared it with the winter oh, the shortest day of the year. Yeah, well you know, I've never actually heard that saying, but heaps of people of oh, okay. of people have said it, you know, like, Oh well life starts at forty. So <laughs> I don't know if that just sort of changes like I can't remember if people said that to me. Life starts at 30, life starts at 35, 40, what's next? 50? They just pick it as it suits. And they announced a big race at Toowoomba in your honour, didn't they, on the same day? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the people, king of the mountain. Yeah, we've got a slot race here, yeah, so, you know. It's all happening. Yeah, it's everything. It's all, it's all happening. See, June 21, amazing things happen, so. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. Hope you enjoyed the day. <laughs> no, thank you. Do very much appreciate that. And hopefully, hopefully we can get a nice belated birthday present with a few winners at Caulfield on Saturday. So, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 